Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, it's Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Gee, it doesn't get much bigger than this on a Saturday morning. Swanee's through to a prelim at home. The new stadium opens. Jam-packed. Big win to the Roosters, even though they're going to play South again next week. Um, there's some injuries to come out of that for both sides. So uh, there's plenty to talk about there. Did you like the stadium? One triple three five three. Is it better than the old joint? Give us a ring. Let us know. There's live sport going on. Uh, Serena is playing our own Isla Tomjanovic, and that is the sound of Candace Warner having conniptions because she's watching also the one-day cricket. Now, she makes weird noises when Aaron Finch goes and Steve Smith goes. Imagine if poor Davey uh, goes. Mm. But Australia at the moment, two for ten, 5.4 overs. Well, Candace composes herself. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Dan. Yes, and uh, Finch gone. And now, look, Steve Smith's waiting for a, a review here, so he might be gone as well. He's yep. been given out. Tom Yonovitz leads 6-5 over Serena, who seems to be fading. Hello to you, Candace. Hi, good morning. And just talking about the stadium last night, I wasn't there, but I had a friend who was there and said they actually had, like, old-school potato scallops, so they were just oh, absolutely yeah. stoked. Well, 800 million <laughs> but potato scallops. That's... It's funny, the little things that just win us <laughs> absolutely. over. Absolutely. Potato scallops. I could eat one right. How I could smack scallop one right oh, now. No, scallops are those, it's like fish and chips. No. It sounds like a great idea, and then once you finish it, you go, oh, that, geez, no. why did I the do that? The old fish and chip shop at Maruba Beach used to have the old scallop rolls with tomato sauce. Oh, they were good. <laughs> Who was it was telling me that? They had some tradesmen there and said, what do you want for lunch? They said, oh, can you get us some scallops? She went all over town and found the real scallops. Oh, no. And they no. looked at it and said, oh, we're not eating there. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M, one dribble, three, five, three. Give us a ring. Gerds is going to join us to talk footy a little later. The Swannies, Will Haywood is going to uh, be on at about 10.30. What a win that was last night. And a million other things going on. Greg Russ talking, Dan Ricardo. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. It's all happening here behind the scenes. Luke Keery is going to join us shortly. Uh, so the uh, uh, Rooster star from last night, boy, my God, he's in good form. Uh, also, uh, Will Haywood from the Swans, Ryan Girdler, and uh, she took the first set, Isla Tomjanovic, over Serena Williams. So uh, looking good. Serena had a break early. Serena not looking good. Looks a bit, looks a bit old. Well, she is. She is. She's forty know, something and know, unfit because she just hasn't played. Well, that's what she looks like. At the We've moment. also we haven't mentioned she's a champion. Kyrgios is up next as well. Oh, not, oh, on, not the on the show. show. No, 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 at the no, no that would be a get. Um, so jam-packed last night at at the stadium. It, I'll tell you what was noticeable. The first, so two hours before the game when the women came out to play, how loud it was, and this is how they've built the stadium. Because this is the test, right? When you put 42,000 in the stadium, it's going to be great, right? It should be great, and it is. But what about for the lesser attended games that we're going to get midway. Once the shine goes off the stadium and, and we get to the rank and file club games, how is it going to play? Well, it's, um, I've got to say, it's pretty loud. There were 5,000 there at six o'clock. The bars were chockers. Yeah. So they did that happy hour. Ah, you got them there. The bars got them a bit happy. Chockers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everyone, I don't know. Everyone seemed to have a good time. But Kevin from Maroubra joins us on 13353. What was your experience like, Kev? Yeah, well, for starters, I don't go to the football anymore. I don't support either side. Um, but I just went because of the historical mm. yeah. part of it. You notice yeah. I went to the opening game and that. Sure. Um, the queues of the toilets are unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievably good or bad? Good or bad. Bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> All right. yeah, hey, well, is... hang on, Kevin. <laughs> they knocked this other joint down on the basis <laughs> of we need more toilets. Well, apparently, that, I, I heard the guy who designed it or something said there were 600 women's toilets 
in the stadium. And there were lines? Oh, insane. Um, what, women or the, men? Both. Oh, jeez. Um, were there women course, going into the men's toilets? That's always an indication when things are really bad. Well, I actually walked into the women's toilet accidentally. I didn't realise, but I walked out. But because um, oh, yeah. they're side by the toilets are side by side, the women and the men, so they're queued up here either. You sure? Either. Right. Okay. Well, and, um, listen, there are teething I'm, problems I'm with these things. But oh, he, hasn't, he hasn't finished yet. Um, the the the, AMI, the speaker, the PA system, that absolutely pathetic. You couldn't understand anything they said. Okay. And when that when that band played, I wouldn't know what they were singing. But I heard when I was when I, I, I heard watched, this too. By the I, way, I heard I watched Guy Sebastian on TV. Just yes. a clip. I heard Echo. Uh, you yeah, know how bands Echo. echo? Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently yeah. it's that roof, right? A delay. Now, you know? Well, because the way it's designed, the curve. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, one more thing. I got uh, one more thing. Yes, yep. Kev. Yeah, our seats broke. <laughs> I heard that really? somewhat that, a few people's seats were on, were no good. What, what do you mean yeah. broke? Are you a big boy? No, I weigh 65 kilos. And you broke uh, the, a seat? The, well, my nephew's sitting next to me. He's went two at the same time, and they both went to a 45-degree angle. Mm. Right. right. That's a, well, that's so, a oh, so they didn't split in half. They just, I, I see what you're saying. So, so they were, so they were uh, you know, just, like a 90-degree angle. Then they just went bang, and they so, were down a 45-degree angle with the part we were sitting on. They became so unfastened, like did they? From the from Sorry. the base, they became unfastened from the base. No, they just they just the, the part you sit on just went bang on oh. a forty five. So degree it sat angle. at forty five degrees, so they couldn't sit on them basically. Yeah, this well, sounds like a house home okay, built for was Ned. Was there Flanders. anything good about the stadium? <laughs> yeah. um, no, it set out well the concourse area where you can walk around and all that. But the, I was just telling you what the things that happened. Oh, yeah, no, 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 good on you, uh, Kev. Here we go. And I think you got to I think you got to um, appreciate. There's going to be some teething problems, like the toilet queues. Yeah. Now, if that keeps happening, that's a problem. But maybe the maybe all the toilets weren't available. Uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Artie from Bexley, what about you? <laughs> Did you have a better experience than Kev? Mate, it was fantastic. <laughs> I didn't have that at all, mate. The toilets were fine. They're not side by side. And basically, I didn't see any queues. There's always like, there's always going to be an issue with women's toilets when you've got that many people. Yeah. I mean, you know, but, uh, mate, it was phenomenal. Mate, there should be like, the grand final there. I'd be happy to pay double for a grand final there. Yeah. Um, He's breaking up. All right, just stay still for a sec, Artie, because Candace has got yeah, a question Artie, for you. I want to know, did they have the old school jam donuts there? <laughs> yeah. um, um, no, I've got three kids. I can't afford to pay that. <laughs> All right, now we'll let you go, Artie. No, they had the fancy stuff from what I saw. What is it? The cheeseburger spring rolls. That, that actually, I haven't had it, so I can't judge it. But that sounds quite that disgusting. That used to be the best thing about the SFS was the jam donuts. I love a jam donut. Oh. Oh, smash one right oh, now. Oh, covered in sugar and yeah. the jam just you know, oozes out. Can we get some potato scallops and jam donuts? All right. Okay. Well, there we go. One, you know, triple, three, four, Do you know three. you cannot fix the, the, the women's toilets problem? You wouldn't matter if you had a thousand of them. They would somehow I've, slow it down I've, so they're lined up. I've had the peak of your grievance. You don't want to be... Too harsh on women, Rich, because I know what's coming at 11.55. I don't, you, just be careful. Just be careful. Anyway, one triple three five three. <laughs> Great atmosphere last night. But the, the way they've designed that roof, I think I think that Kevin was right with the acoustics. It is shocking. It did I, look, because what, echo. And it did look spectacular when we saw the roosters coming out of the dressing mm. room and um, I think there was like some sponsors around and a few people and it just, oh, it, it was incredible. Someone, an expert on this, was saying it's built, the, the way they build it is to hold the atmosphere in, which makes sense. That's why the curved roof. But that's terrible for concerts because mm. it just bounces. This is reverb all over the place. Mm. So that that speaks to Kevin's point about well, the carny. The they they did PA. Build an opera house that was terrible for music too. We've eventually, like, how many years later? Seventy years, eighty years later, we fixed it. We will <laughs> we will talk about the game because Luke Keery is due to join us shortly. Great win for the Roosters. Uh, well, all it means is we're going back to Allianz next week, which is good because um, uh, I bet even South fans who are umming and ahhing would, would have gone to that place last night and gone, oh, we'd, let's move here, please. Yes, for sure. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. One of the Swans, Will Hayward's going to join us shortly, Luke Keery as well and Ryan Girdler. So Action Pack Saturday, time for this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Don't ever say we're not good judges here at the Dead Set Legends. About 15 minutes ago, I, I know I said, I think Richard co-signed, so we're going to look gone. 
Well, Serena leads 4-0, for love over <laughs> Tom Yonovich in the second set. And uh, if she wins that set, one set apiece. She also has Renee Stubbs in her box, who is now coaching her for this last... Um, Serena? Yes. Is that right? Yep, for okay. this last event. Yep. Look at you with all your Serena knowledge. Now, we flagged it for long enough, but it finally happened. Cam Smith joined Liv. The reported fee... It's the fee that's been going around for weeks and months. 100 million American, about 140 million Aussie. And Rich, there's something about the way this was done that got your back up. No, it's just something about journalists saying, oh, you know, yes, take the money, but what about your legacy? Seriously? That is just journo crapola, right? Legacy and all that sort of thing. He's not going to consider legacy when he's getting 100 million. He can buy his parents a new house. He can buy his future kids, a new house each. This is his life. And he's getting $100 million US to, to knock the golf ball around for less, less time. He gets to spend more time at home. Why wouldn't you do it? Okay, they say, oh, you're taking blood money. Everybody takes blood money. Well, Everybody takes The big companies do. Countries do. They all take it. Did you see your old sparring partner, Peter Fitzsimons, was, um, oh, yeah. was taken down actually by Christian Welsh. Uh, Melbourne Storm probably it's not you wouldn't think that's the, the battle that you thought was going to take place so Fitzy you know he's anti-live and yeah, you know at any time two or three things he wrote stadiums and concussion yeah. and live yeah. there is big and yeah. Greg Norman there is big things yeah. so Christian Wells came back to him and said well aunt, hang on don't you work didn't you do ads for Uber Eats who are also Taking, funded by Saudi money? Yes, yes. Well, what a whack. Well, I, I worked on, on TV with Peter for quite some time, and I had to have a spreadsheet to keep track of all his contradictions. <laughs> uh, I just couldn't do it in my head. I had to have a, like an Excel spreadsheet so I could keep track of it. Oh, we should get Fitzy on. It, uh, we need you two going at it. Australia, three for 46 in the cricket. Dave on Dave Warner, 34. Stoinis on two. Um they did it tough for a little while in the first game, then smashed Zimbabwe in the yeah. second game. The BBL draft, Candice, was interesting. So it was, you know, it was a nice television show. But then at the end of it, the big names, Fat Duplessis and Russell and Pollard mm. and Bravo, they didn't get picked up. No, I think it all came down to availability and uh, especially with this new UAE league, I don't think they were going to be available for the entire Big Bash or for so a they, period of when they uh, were really wanted. So you can't, you can get into the draft, but not be available for every match. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So because, because that's that overlapping UAE league, they would have said, okay, we're available maybe for the first eight yeah. games and then we're going to move onwards. So was the draft a mistake then? No, I don't think so. I think it was really, it, it was exciting. It was something new. Um, no, I don't think so. So you're saying these blokes, if, if there wasn't a draft, it was just standard free agency. They might, they might, may not have known. May have been picked up anyway. No, no, that's right. Now, Richard doesn't make many contributions to our WhatsApp group sort of building a show, but he always <laughs> has something with cycling that he wants to contribute. So without any further ado. Got an opener. It's time for Richard's cycling update. Welter Espana. Dan, Welter Espana here. We've got Jay Vine. He's a 26-year-old Australian. He's right. won two stages. He is on the rise, Jay Vine. Got Jai Hindley in there, not going so well. Um, he was there in contention update. That's all we have time for. Take your itch. That is the worst segment on this show. No, no, that's not. No, 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 it is. No, 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 it's not. That is on a new level. Your quiz is so bad No, your Your segment's putrid. Triple M dead set legends. Will Haywood from the Swans due to join us. I think we're... Catching up with them at the airport. Uh, they're coming back to Sydney with a couple of weeks break to look forward to. Luke Keery joining us as well. And Ryan Girdler shortly. Also, big dead set legends, Triple H. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's dead set legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M dead set legends, Candace Warner, Rich Friedman, Dan Ganane. And uh, not many appeared to give the Swans much of a chance against the uh, defending premiers. Uh, I did. At the MCG. Well, you may have. I love them. You may have. <laughs> and, uh, but um, they they did it and they ran away in the last quarter and won in the end by what? Four goals. Let's have a listen to the finish. Parker's been a warrior throughout the day. Spreads it out to Goulden. Marks holds it up. Errol takes time off. Goulden goes back. The Swans are into a home prelim. 
They get the job done over the reigning premiers. And Sydney move forward. Melbourne, the premiership defence is under threat. 14-7-91. The Demons 10-9-69. All right, so it'll be a prelim here in Sydney. And that place, when that is rocking, is one of the most intimidating venues around the SCG. 100%. Probably against Collingwood or Geelong. There's other teams that could be. Why is this team so good? Uh, that's a very good question. Everyone asks that question. How come the Swans have only missed out on the finals five times since 1996? I think some of the players playing weren't even born in 1996. Yeah. It's just been the most incredible period. It, it has to speak to their recruitment, their management of their players, culture. their culture. Do you think also being away from Melbourne, um, and we see a similar thing with the Melbourne Storm being away from Sydney where, you know, it's not as big in, in our state, um, the AFL, so they're kind of just, the Swans are just left to do what they do best. I think a lot of the players do appreciate the fact that they're not living in a fishbowl exactly. like they are in, in Melbourne all the time. And that, that lets them mentally have a rest from from uh, being an AFL star. Yeah, Will Hayward's going to join us in a second. Can you acknowledge that now the commentators down there, you've always said Melbourne media hates the Swans. I, I, do. I watched last night at the end, so I've got home after the South Roosters uh, game, and they could not have been more glowing. Have a listen. <laughs> this is the Fox footy team. So Gary Lyon and Nathan Buckley and Nick Rewald, they couldn't have poured any more love on the Swans. I tell you what, if you want to barrack for side, barrack for this mob because they give you value for money. Their performance tonight was as tough a performance as you're likely to see against a quality opponent who have been able to stand up when the pressure comes on, and they just outworked them. They were magnificent, boys. Well, they're a great side to follow. Well, they are because they never let you down on effort. And so we, we will unpack this game and there'll be a lot spoken about their system and their structure and their ball use and all of that sort of stuff. This was a game that was underpinned by unconditional effort. They were ferocious. <laughs> Who are these people? There's something unfolding here. There's, 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 there's a, a destiny about this at the moment with this Sydney group. What? We've seen this the last 15 years, the Bloods. The, the Bloods, Bloods culture, culture, the Bloods. famous Bloods culture. There you, go. there you go. Now they're pouring love and you've got to push <laughs> no, no. back on that. No, this, this, someone's got to them. I think that might be the case too. Someone has got to them and yep. said, listen, no more anti-Swans talk here. We, there's a whole, there's five million people up there in Sydney who want them all engaged. Yes. No, nah, that's... You can't I even acknowledge they said some nice things about the Swans. Don't trust it. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what they did, uh, the, the Swans, They the pressure was unbelievable in defence. They just swarmed. They were, they were hunting in packs. This was the, these, the Melbourne teams are the defending champions. Like, yeah. And the Sydney Swans outworked them. Mm, that's, now, that's true. This man has spared us a couple of minutes. We appreciate that. I think he's at the airport. Will Hayward, sharpshooter, joins us uh, uh, on the line. Good morning, Will. How you going, guys? Mate, oh, thank you. That's got to be a good feeling to knock off the premiers down there and now it's just all laid out in front of you like this. Oh, it, was, it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, probably the most intense game I've played in my career. But, um, yeah, geez, it was it was unreal when that siren went. You led by a goal um, at the main break. What was the message from John Longmire at that that break? I think it was just to stick to our structure. Um, you know, they've obviously been the benchmark side in the competition for two years. So um, <clears throat> we knew it was going to be a close game. Excuse me. Um but, yeah, just to stay composed and, and stick to our game plan, really. And, um, you know, the boys did a, a really good job. Our, our pressure was elite. And our, um, our team defence was just, um, you know, exactly what we trained. Well, the, the, the pressure rating, you know, the, the average rating they give these teams, 180 is your average AFL standard. There, You were up over 200, mm. you guys. You were, you were on fire. You were defending in swarms. Yeah, it, and, and that's what, you know, finals footy is is what, what we quickly learned. Um, you know, a lot of us haven't played in many finals, but, you know, it was quick to, it was quick for us to sort of realise this isn't, you know, this isn't just like a home and away game. It, it just goes to a whole new level and um, the boys held their own and, uh, and stumped. So, yeah, we're, we're absolutely wrapped that um, uh, the first step we needed to take and now we, now we need to get on to the next one. In my opinion, the unsung hero last night was uh, Robbie Fox. I mean, he just epitomises this new Swans look. I mean, with, it's a new Swans look with the same grittiness, but he was brilliant. 
yeah, he's a, he's a superstar. He's um, you know, he's such a good role player for us. He can uh, defend to the death, but then he can um, go offensively as well. You're, well, you're in the forward half there. You must have been as entertained as I was watching Buddy and Stephen May going at each other for the entire match, and then after the after the the, the siren's gone, the respect between those two, you know, they respect each other. It's 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 a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, definitely. Those two are you know stars of the competition, so um, it would have been great for the for the fans to watch that. But um, yeah, you know, as soon as the final siren goes. It, shake hands and, and, and get on with it. This is a very composable Hayward. I think he's putting things to go under the scanner right now at the airport. <laughs> but you're holding your nerves. What are you doing, Will? There's something going on here. Just... Oh, I'm just uh, sitting on the plane. I've got the <laughs> president. No, that's it. The, the coach is all staring at me. So no, you want to speak to no, things. We'll, we'll let you go, Will, because yeah. um, yeah. um, we appreciate you joining us uh, at uh, short notice. But well done. Yeah, well done. And a great couple of goals, Will. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, yeah. uh, second hour. Ryan Girdler uh, will join us, although we've got to squeeze a few things in. Luke Keary uh, definitely will join us. Greg Russ talking Dan Ricardo. Just seems to get worse and worse, unfortunately, for Dan. Australia, four for 69 uh, in Townsville. Four for 69, and Dave Warner's got 53 of them. I'm going to say you're very subdued watching your husband bat. I know it's only a one day against Zimbabwe with not not a lot riding no, on no, it. No, I'm I'm okay once he gets a few runs. That's it's it. the yeah. the naught to ten or naught to fifteen that I get a bit nervous. But once he gets to fifty, I'm like, oh, he's done yeah. his job. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. See, there's a break-even point. Uh, what, what, okay, oh, let's enough. say he gets to the nineties, which he may do in the next hour. Mm. Are you going to get nervy again, or you don't care? Once, once he's no, nah, probably in the nineties because he's been getting out. Like frequently in the nineties, yes. the last twelve months. Not as nervous as he is. No, he doesn't he's, get nervous. He's got to come home to you after. Yeah, he gets do you out reduce in the 90s. his allowance when he fight, when he yeah. gets out in the nineties? No, but I should. <laughs> Let's do this. Sorry, Dave. We've been there for it all. Four and twenty. Australia's original fan food. Now the Dead Set Legends play of the week. We, do we have to guess who that is? Well, yeah, it's Serena. So this is not today. This is a couple of days ago, beating the world number two. Yeah, freaky. And look, there's no doubt the other players are being disadvantaged. They're putting on big video montage. They're doing, but it's the U.S. Open. They're unashamed of the Americans when it's. Um, when it's Andre Agassi farewelling or Pete Sampras or Serena, you know what? It's the it's the to this week. It's the Serena Williams show. Get in the queue. You don't like Serena? No, do I do not. Why? She's champion. Forty odd years. Actually, of age. no, I don't dislike her. I just think why it's always about Serena. S- s- yes. Yeah, but at this point, it can be about Serena. It's a phenomenal, like what she's doing at forty something. Yeah, and she hardly plays anymore. And winning Grand Slam matches is pretty. Twenty three single Grand Slam titles, um, four Olympic good. gold medals. She's been number one three hundred nineteen weeks. She's yeah, she class is the of her own. Class. Well, of people own. go, oh, Margaret Court twenty four. Mm. Uh, Grand Slams, but have you seen so? Go and look, people. Go and look at some of the fields that she beat. They're, you know, nineteen. So even in the Open era, right? Nineteen sixty nine Australian Open. Arguments fraught with danger. Thirty two. There were twenty five Aussies. They yeah. people did not travel. They weren't mm. proper. The Australian Open was not. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it was not a proper major. It was considered a major, but it Wasn't didn't have anywhere class. near the yeah. status as the other ones. Mm. So if we're going to go by that metric, well, then Serena's 23 yeah. is she, far more accomplished than also Court's sh- 24. shaped the sport and the impact, you know, can be seen in the diversity of the game and, and, and the position that it's in at the moment. So, yeah, it's not just on the court where she's really done some great work. It's off, off the court as well. Yeah. Look, she's fabulous, but I'm just saying we've got to acknowledge – she also can be a nasty player that did some pretty ordinary things. Oh, most definitely. Ah, they and can it, all do that. I, think oh, so. I understand that, Rich. I yeah. understand that. Anyway, Rich, you're t- speaking of nasty things, your tip. Ah, okay. Well, today I was, I was pondering on what my tip was going to be, but then a trainer rang me and said, oh, can you saddle up for me at 
Hawkesbury because I got to go up there. Was that what, was that that call just no, three no, minutes it was, ago? It was on the way here, and uh, I said, "Oh yeah, why is that?" He said, oh, "I've got to get back for race five at Randwick." Oh, right? okay. So now I that's, thought that was a bit a of a lead. I and it, it was Jono from the Cummings Stable, the Anthony Cummings Stable. So she's extreme is in the uh, is in race five, which is the Furious Stakes, and she's at five dollars fifty, and I think that's great odds because she was runner up in the Slipper. You know, she's high quality filly. Does she race well in the wet? L- loves it. Okay. Loves it. And Anthony will have a very fit, so I think that's the go. What's the name? Race five, number one. She's extreme. No, it's race six. Race six, number one. Sorry, it's my eyes. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Sorry. that's fine. Race, race six, six you're right. number, uh, number one. Uh, and it's playing five bucks, I see, here on the Sports Bet app. So nice odds. Um, good luck. Good luck, everyone. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, Luke Curie on the other side. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, uh, this man, he's playing, it's hard to say, but Inspired. close to the best form of his career. And that this is a Clive Churchill medal winner we're talking about here. And he's part of the family here. Sutsi was giving you a bit of a stick off here. What's yeah. the go here with Luke here? He does the Saturday Arvo show. And this is Candace's work, by the way, getting this interview. be nice if you got us an interview every now and then, I know. Rich. He always says he's getting us. I'm getting uh, Peter, Peter Volandis. Where is he? Three weeks on, we still haven't PBL. got him. I'm getting Peter Volandis, yeah. all right? Maybe Luke can get yeah. Luke's a better <laughs> chance of getting PVL than you. But hang on, what was the go? Spicy tie, Luke. Good morning oh, to you. How are you? <laughs> I've been there a few weeks ago. Someone bought me some Thai for lunch. It nearly blew my head off. Is that right? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, you can blame Richard. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, blame me, but it'll be one of the South's fans in here. Um, oh, be. come on. Yeah. That what? Now, you've played big games at that joint, the old joint, Anzac Day and so forth. What was it like last night in comparison? Yeah, it was electric, mate. It, was, it felt like a bit of a grand final at the first probably 15, 20 minutes. It was just loud and the stadium's so nice. It's built straight on top of you. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I think the excitement around just the city and, and the two teams and the fans is just, I think it all kind of played into it. And then, um, yeah, the first half, I think I think the players kind of delivered. The second half was a bit scrappy, but yeah. it, was, it was a great, great night. Luke, whenever you play the Rabbitohs, um, it's one of those real fiery clashes. Was it important last night not to get overawed by the whole situation, considering you're playing them again next week and that's the game that's the most important one? Yeah, you did, yeah, it was a weird one. I, I didn't play in 19 when the boys played them in the last round and then we got them in the semi. Um, but, yeah, you don't you – don't, you try not to think about it, but you don't want to – you know, I want to shoot all your bullets last night, and you know you've, that the one that actually counts is next week. So uh, mm. I reckon both teams held back a little bit, probably more physically um, than anything. But um, I reckon you'll see next week the game probably step up a notch or two. Luke, I'm not a, I don't follow the Roosters, but I follow you because I'm always in awe. You, you're probably one of the smaller players playing rugby league and they run at you, the biggest guys on the field just run at you and you just step up and shirt front them. Uh, it's, it, does it, do you even think about it? Does it even cross your mind that, oh, here they come again? No, not really. I mean, um, Nick Big Nelson made me think twice about playing last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, not really, mate. It's just, you get used to it, I think, but the part of it, obviously, Feel the boy, they're starting to get bigger. Some of the young kids coming in are, are, are huge, but um, no, nah, I like it. I like that physical side of the game. It's something I've enjoyed since I've been really young, and um, yeah, I enjoy being able to be physical with um, these guys that are, are a lot bigger than me. That's eight wins in the row in a row for the Roosters. What was the turning point that you know made things click, or is this just something that generally that you guys do as a team is you build momentum like the back end of the season? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Someone asked, asked me this a few weeks ago. I, I don't think that was a turning point. We've been we've, we're working so hard. We've been working so hard all year. We had really disrupted preseason. There was a lot of us that didn't train for a long time, and we obviously started the year slow. But we're working so hard through it. We weren't playing great footy. We, we, we were playing pretty bad. Um, we knew the areas that we, we weren't going great at, and we kept working on, kept working on. We went through a really rough patch through the middle of the year. I think we lost four in a row. Um, to some really good sides. And then we actually played, we sat down as a group and we, we, we spoke about how we played some good footy through that period and it was going to come. Um, and then it all just obviously, it's, it's kind of quick for us the last couple of months. But 
we've still got a fair bit of work in front of us and, and we know we're going to get better than uh, what we have been the last couple of months. How much of what you're doing at the moment and is succeeding is process and how much can you change from one match to the next to suit the side you're playing against? How, how much of it is set in stone and how much not? Yeah, I'd probably say 80 to 90% of it's set every week. Um, you know, we play a certain style that we want to play defensively uh, and offensively with the ball and then you make yeah, 10, 15% tweaks every week. You watch some video, come up maybe a couple of different plays, you know, see what their defensive style is like and what you can tweak to suit that. Uh, obviously, you pick a few plays out in the other team. Obviously, like, like last night, you've got blokes like Latrell and Cody who can change a game. So you're trying to change things around defensively to, to limit their opportunities. But, yeah, most of it this time of the year is you know, our best game versus their best game and, mm. and see who can come out on top. Well, that's what we're hoping for next week. You've acknowledged that, okay, it was probably a bit of a warm-up, but, hey, there's only one team that can win the first ever NRL game at that new joint, and that's the Roosters. Well done, Luke, and we will see, we think next Sunday we'll see you. Whenever it is, it's going to be a fabulous event, Roosters v. Rabbits. Thanks, Dan, mate. Appreciate it. Beautiful. Luke Keery uh, joining us uh, here on the Dead Set Legends. It's got to kill you, Candice, when he stars. Got to kill you, the he former was. buddy. Unbelievable last night. He just tore us to shreds through the middle, and yeah, it hurts. When talking sport 24 7 is barely enough, will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. All right, Triple M, Dead Set Legends, Serena and Aaron Tomjanovic, second set tie break, and Ayla won the first set. And what's happened in the cricket? Nothing. It was just a replay. No, okay. Dave's on 74. Dave's Dave on Warner. 74. He's going to get 100. If he, may, uh, if he gets 100, not, it'll be let, within uh, the hour. On. Five for let's 110. Let's not do some commentator's curse on Five him, okay? Five for 110, and he's got 74 of them. I'm saying if he gets 100, yeah, it'll not... happen within the hour. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to get 100. Okay. As you reminded me, he got out for 99 <laughs> against Sri Lanka not that long ago. Now, this is take control. This is your quiz. $100 bingo. Ladies voucher. and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends 4. Candace's Quiz. All yeah. thanks to the great service, great brands, great value. Now available in store and online at Bingley. Better living every day. Thank you, Bingley. That intro. You know, knowledge is, you know, king. As this this quiz goes on, this farce of a quiz, I feel myself getting dumber. You're just jealous because my intro is longer than yours. Right. Okay. Well, there's a gag there, but I'm not touching it. Oh. Moving on. I'm not allowed anymore. Oh, don't be a sook. Mate, you'd get sacked. We've, we've talked about your list of grievances, mate. You'd get sacked and you'd take us down with you if we allowed that to go to air. Have some courage. Here's Candace Warner. Take it away, Candace. All right. So, uh, Michael from Miranda, you are doing the brilliant quiz of mine today. How are you? I am wonderful, and I must admit, this is the best quiz on the radio. Yes. Yeah, of course it is. Michael, don't don't lose this. It'll be one of the more embarrassing moments of your life. Yeah. If you... How can he lose? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, okay. So, um, Dan, I'm going to ask you That's the first me. question. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dan. Wallabies take on the Springboks tonight. Who scored two tries for the Aussies in last week's win against them? No idea. Marika Corabetti. No. Fraser McWright. Okay. All right. okay. You know Fraser? <laughs> no. Okay, Michael. Not quite, Rich. Which Aussie golf star officially joined the Live Golf Tour this week? Uh, Mr. Smith. Very good. One to Michael. Okay, Dan, who beat Sydney FC in the Australia Cup, oh, so the FFA God. Cup on Wednesday? It's, it's one of the um, national – it's not It's not an A-League team, is it? It was one of the second-tier teams. Have I got that right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Marconi? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the guessing. The Oakley Cannons. Oh, geez, oh, how yeah. did I not know that? How did Dan, I not know that? You feel that? yourself getting dumber, Dan? Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> Michael, if you get this right, we don't even have to go to the third question. Yeah, let's not waste anyone okay. any more of anyone's time. Okay. Which Aussie tennis star thought he could smell marijuana during his US uh. Open match on Wednesday? <sighs> oh, do I have to say his name? I don't appreciate him as a sports star. Come on. Okay, a person Come on. then. Just get your hundred. <laughs> oh. No, oh. no, you deserve that, Mike. You can't say the bloke's <laughs> name. Is it curious? It is curious. Yeah. It's curious. Okay, all right. Not a fan of curious, <laughs> Michael. He's making you no, dumb. I, I just don't like him as an individual, as a sports person. Oh, oh, maybe you should enough. have said his name and you could, would have got the 100 voucher. 
Sorry. Also, that, all good. We got one more question. Okay. You're still, Dan, getting, you're still getting it. Which team won the 2003 AFL Grand Final? This I will know. Uh, 2003. That'll be the Brisbane Lions. Yes. That's the, right there. Yeah. Oh, There's oh, a problem oh, now. Oh. Have you got yourself a tiebreaker question, Candice? <laughs> I'm not going to need <laughs> it. Okay, all right. What? Okay, Michael. Who won in the roosters Rabbitohs game oh. last night? <laughs> <laughs> The roosters. Uh, yes. Uh, good on you, Michael. Thank you so well much, Michael. $100 voucher for Big Lou. We are making an executive decision because okay. this, went, this went funny, right? And yeah. we do like the quiz. Mm. But you, you know, us running dead, basically, you just. Not running dead. She just makes but questions, these are questions that no. questions that you should Here's know. what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. What? The Oakley Cannons. Here's what <laughs> we're going to do. Only that dweeb well, off the I chaser knew. would know that. Here's what we're going to do. We're yeah. actually going to make it from this point on mm-hmm. a legitimate quiz. Okay. Where we can actually win, and the voucher will jack. If we beat the contestant, yes. the mm-hmm. voucher will jackpot. Yeah. Okay. We could get up to $1,000 if don't you ask. Don't underestimate re- my listeners. But I want legitimate questions, Candace. Okay. I don't want, no, it she was Candace running them. dead, not us. She can't write the questions. We know what she'll do. Well, yeah, I don't week trust again. Beck either. Oh. Our oh, producer. Uh, uh, triple M. Dead set legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports. So if you know, we have remarked for an hour, she's gone, Serena. But she, Jimmy Connors-esque keeps finding something. She pinched this second set off Ayla Tomjanovic. It now goes to a decider. And our girl looks a little tight at the moment. Yeah, she does. Serena just keeps thinking back to those days in Compton as a young girl and and just has that inner strength and she keeps fighting. What is it about the crowd, though? I mean, they are pigs, that New York crowd, right, where they will unashamedly, not all of them, but they will unashamedly support their person and they can be quite nasty. A bit like us at the Australian Open? No, no, I think they're nastier. Okay. But they, they cheer as if they know they're on camera. You get the yeah. sense that they think oh, like yeah. they're, they're part a, of the show as well. That's such an American thing. <laughs> it's also the know? sunglasses. They're like it's nighttime there. The sunglasses take them off. <laughs> Who are these people wearing exactly. sunglasses? By the yeah. way, Australia six for one twenty nine against Zimbabwe. Thank goodness for Dave Warner ninety one off eighty six. He just played uh, a French cut. The, the yeah, last. Yeah, look, ball I'm not going to say too much from now. I'm no, getting no. a bit nervous. Well. He's only got thirty eight. Apart from him, he's got ninety one. The rest of them have got thirty eight. Uh, as Australia try and make it 3-0. Uh, now, what haven't we covered here? Oh, uh, AFL, obviously Swans, big win over Melbourne. Yes, it was. Today, Geelong, Collingwood, 4-30. That's one versus four. The the, the match between the Brisbane Lions and Richmond the other night was, and I'm going to get to that one, that was unbelievable. Yeah, Nearly the great. best finals match I've watched in 25 years. Mm. It's just sensational. The Swans match last night, was a great match as well, and this will be another one—a phenomenal match um, between Geelong. Well, and we're watching for the loser there because they'll come to the Swan yep. side of the draw. Then it's the elimination game tonight: Frio and Western Bulldogs. Hey, um, big day—you touched on in your quiz. South Africa uh, Wallabies tonight—that's going to be a big test. But what did you guys make during the week uh, of that story? Quoting the Rugby Australia boss being very bullish. I mean, they were his quotes. It's not as if it was pinched out of nowhere, this story. He wants the likes of Joe Suwali and Cam Murray and a whole host of other big names. Good luck. No, I, I think obviously um, there's clauses in Suli. Is it Suli? Swali. Swali. Swali in his contract. Swali. So um, he. Well, he's essentially a free agent every year. That's right. So obviously he's always wanted this. Otherwise, why would you have that clause in your contract? He's young. Rugby is an international game. The World Cup is in 2027. If he went, he could still come back to rugby league at a young age. Why not? To quote a horribly cliched movie, show me the money. Where's this money coming from? Not from their broadcast deal. Yeah, but they're also going to generate a hell of a lot of money because we're having the World Cup here. Well, I was reading uh, uh, the man we spoke to a few weeks ago, Ian Payton from the Herald, and he wrote, they don't... We're talking not two million a year. We're talking more like um, five to seven hundred thousand. Well, that's not even going to compare no, to rugby nothing. league money. It's just uh, the whole thing's ridiculous. All right, Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. We've still got the grievance to come. 
What's left of it? And we've got Rusty's <laughs> Rusty talking Dan Ricardo. Uh, that's coming up next. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. All happening here with cricket and tennis and Swannies, but rugby league last night, fabulous scenes at the uh, new stadium. Uh, Last night. I love how they announced ground record. Yeah. <laughs> First game there. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? That ground record will be broken It'll very be gone soon. tonight, and it'll probably be gone <laughs> Tuesday when the Matildas play. I New think it's Tuesday. Record. And it'll be definitely gone next. I think We're thinking Sunday it's going to be South and the Roosters. We're thinking Sunday. They, they can milk a new ground record about eight times out of this. So the Matildas playing there this Week Playing this well. week, so well, that ground's going to be that's absolutely what I'm, I'm slightly bugging. concerned about the ground, especially with all this rain that's coming. Well, you imagine what the rugby boys are going to do to it tonight. Anyway, anyway, we've got a special guest online, Ryan Girdler. Good morning to you. Let's not let's not call me special, Dan. There, but uh, good morning. <laughs> you are. What special. is what is what is? Thank you. What is capacity there? We saw forty-one there last night, but what can it hold? Well, they say forty-two-five, but there are a lot of members seats that weren't filled. So I guess if they fill the bars, I don't know. Maybe you get forty-three, forty-four. Anyway, forty-two-five is their official. Just make uh, it up. That's what I used to do. Well, I know. Yeah, I, just I, I make know up the did. crowd number. <laughs> there was a club executive once. I can't tell that story. I'd yes, give yes. A, I'd, no, You're going to have to now. I'd give away. No, they make up crowd numbers, all right? Correct. Happen, correct. Happen. Everyone does. Can, what happened last night, Gerds, with what the Roosters did to South, is that instructive as to what we can expect next week in a final? Uh, I, 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 I think South sort of filled their, their gloves up at the end of that one, Dan. I mean, if the Roosters go on with it, maybe, but the fact that they lost Murray early, Havili had issues, and, um, you know, they were... You know, they, they found a way just to stay in the contest. I think they'll take a little bit of confidence out of that. And, mm. same, you know, same side for the Roosters. I think they were dominant early when they needed to be. It was a really professional performance from, from the Roosters. I think when you play South Sydney, what you want to do is shut down that left side attacking um, and, and not get Johnston and co the football in those um, opportunities and your end of the field. And they just were so disciplined, which is really unlike the Roosters, but that's what I think. You know, they've been on this great run. They're full of confidence. But they played with such discipline last night. They gave you know, South City no penalties out of coming out of their own end. So there was no set pieces on their line. They didn't have to worry about that edge. And it was just a really clinical display by the Roosters, I thought. Gerds, what do you make of Luttrell at the moment? I mean, he's full of confidence. But at the same time, when he's playing, he's making a few mistakes. We saw last night um, a few short kickoffs that didn't go um, to plan. Just some real uncharacteristic-like um, errors from Luttrell. Yeah, it's, it's hard, Candice, isn't it? And sometimes I think, you know, his second effort isn't there. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. You know, sometimes you've just got to get on your bike and you've got to push yourself really hard at being a fullback. And when you get sort of caught in the, the front line or there's a break, you need to then make sure that you, you get back and you're covering that, that next play. So I thought there was some parts of his game last night that was that was really good and, and some effort-based. But uh, he's just got that, you know, in his game, doesn't he? He's got an error there and sometimes he's still disciplined and he's an emotional player. So I think... That's what you're going to get with Latrell, but needs to make sure that you know he gets those small parts of his game right next week because you know six plays seven and uh, loser goes home. Goods. One thing you don't like as a racehorse trainer is if your horse wins four or five in a row coming into a big race, you just think I've peaked this too early. Do, do coaches yeah. think like that? I think sometimes, Rich. I mean, obviously the the Roosters have needed that sort of run to to get themselves into a, a healthy position uh, as in the middle of the year. I mean, people were talking about not even making the eight. So that's just hard. I think it's different every year. And, uh, you know, I think the, the professional nature of the Roosters, you know, go about their business and with the experience of the coach and that playing group that have all been in finals before. So I think they sort of know how to navigate their way through this one and they're going to have to win another, you know, four games and it's not going to be Easy for them, but, um, you know, they're, what's that, seven or so in a row yeah. now? So it'll be 11 yeah. games streak and it's against quality opposition. So it's a big ask, mate. Yeah, but, I mean, if anyone can do it mm. with their form, I think the, the Joey Manu thing well, is a bit of an issue, key. though. I mean, they're a little bit light on out wide at the moment. They've got Hutchinson playing out there and Momorowski. So if they lose another key outside back, it's going to be hard to replace well, him. he was very cagey, Trent Robertson, afterwards. Um, now... It's not going to happen, so we don't have to worry about this. It's a total hypothetical. But if Penrith were given a big enough incentive, should they at least consider moving uh, to uh, Homebush for, for, the, for the game next week against Parramatta? Now, the NRL's already said no. It's a home final at Penrith, 
And we've seen in the past teams that have been offered incentives have said, bugger that, we want to stay at home. Is there a number big enough that should that could entice a club to move a, a final to a neutral venue? Dan, you know what? Like, as a player, you want to play on the biggest stage. And, you know, some of these and, and some of these guys have obviously played in grand finals and so forth, so they know what 80,000 at, mm. at, what is it called, ACOR, okay. whatever it is, ANZ it's always going to be to me, is is <laughs> is like, you know. And, and that's an atmosphere that you only get to play in front of, you know, on Origins and grand finals. So as a player, and I don't know what the club will do, they'll obviously try and, you know, take advantage of what they've earned, and I understand that. But as a player, if they said to me, oh, you know, you can play in front of 20,000 at, at Bluebed, or you can come out and play in front of eighty thousand in a in a Western Derby, um, in a major semi final at 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 a eighty thousand seat capacity stadium, I'd be jumping at the chance as a player. That's the environment you want to be in. So, I don't know if the players will get a say in it, but yeah, I'd, I'd be really keen to do that. Um, but Gerds, uh, next week Panthers play Parramatta. Parramatta have beaten Panthers twice. Would they not want to have that home ground advantage? Yeah, they'll need every advantage, won't they, Candice? And especially with the form that the Eels are rolling in with. So, um, yeah, I think that'll definitely play a part. But um, as I said, I mean, it's just the biggest stage that there is in front of that big crowd. So I'd I'd be lapping that up. But, yeah, we'll see what they decide. It's going to be interesting. All right. Every time we get you on, I forget to get you to plug the Saturday show. What's on the Savo with the, the Saturday scrum? Oh, it's a big show. <laughs> and that's why I forget to ask you every time. <laughs> that's a big show. Well, it's it's going to be a big Tune show. Tune in yeah, for the big show. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Midday yeah, till three, and then uh, a massive game uh, with the Warriors taking on the Titans uh, at three. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Triple M. Thank you, Goods. Good. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is. That's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Did I see Rusty? Hello to you. The Rusty's Garage podcast. You had the great Tony Cochran, one of the most entertaining people you could speak to. Is that uh, is that up and running on Listener? Dan, good morning. It is only in the, in the past week, and it's already one of our, our best ever. The feedback's been amazing. So um, he's got some pretty... Strong views on things, and um, you know he obviously did some very successful things with supercars, and, right. and uh, yeah, so no, it's a three-part, quite a long one Ooh. too. Rusty, the last few hours, Oscar Piastri has uh, been given the drive at McLaren. He's going to replace Dan Ricciardo. I don't suppose it's a surprise to anyone. Uh, no, but but Richard, as we talked about probably in the past week or two, there was a a kind of final hurdle to overcome, and that was the contract review board for Formula One. So they met. Uh, in the early part of this week, uh, week rather, they've deliberated for a few days and they've, they've handed it down, as you rightly say, in the past few hours. Now, what they've said is the only contract they are recognising is the one that Oscar signed with McLaren, dated 4 July. So this has a couple of uh, ramifications which we can get into in the conversation here. Uh, and fans are a little miffed this morning, just looking around on social media about perceived transparency with Daniel Ricciardo if, if they say this contract was uh, dated that far back. Yeah, well, just just on that. Sorry, Candice. You're either in the seat or you're out. I mean, they can they can harp on all they like about how it was done, but the result is Dan's out, Oscar's well, in. Well, that's fine, but if he's got a contract, you've got to pay him out. Well, they are. They've told well, me. Well, then that's the end of that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, there, it's like a coach. You, you don't... You move him on, but you pay him out. Yeah. But, Rusty, it does sound like a messy legal or contract battle over Oscar. Where, hypothetically, would this leave Dan? Uh, okay, Candice. So um, the, the next piece of the chess puzzle that's uh, unfolded this morning as well is that one of the bosses of Red Bull have said they will not stand in the way of Pierre Gasly, who drives for the second-tier uh, Red Bull team, Alpha Tauri, moving if he wants to. And a lot of people are saying, well, he's a French driver. The Alpine team would love a French driver in their seat. So we were hoping the most logical thing would be that Dan would go back to, to Alpine, but maybe that process uh, is, is a little more difficult now. And can we just sort of, for a moment, just spend a moment on the fact that uh, a few people were talking like Oscar wasn't very loyal to Alpine. Let's just counterbalance that for a moment and say that loyalty runs two ways. Mm-hmm. He actually put a lot of hard work in there. And if you were thinking that, an opportunity that you were perhaps promised 
to step up wasn't forthcoming, of course you would explore your options. 100%. I think it's obvious if you get a better drive, you go. That's right. Because these op- as we've seen with Dan, I think Dan, that you can get cut pretty quickly if it goes the other way. I think Dan might be done. Rusty, what do you oh, think? Oh, well, the, the, the probably the only thing there is what happens with the half team. I mean, they've got a very strong American connection. They're not front runners at the moment. So would he accept something like that if, um, you know, if that offer came to be? He's obviously very popular with the American market with Drive to Survive, but he wants to be in a competitive driver. You're absolutely right. This whole thing kind of takes me back, guys, just, just for a moment to, you know, when Michael Schumacher first burst onto the scene and he had that one drive with Jordan, and Eddie Jordan thought, quite rightly, that he had something very special. One round later, he'd been snabbled up, poached, if you will, by the Benetton team. And a rival team member walked Italy one week later, and he shook Eddie Jordan's hand, and he said, welcome to the Perun Club. It is a tough, tough business, Formula mm. One. Indeed. Absolutely. All right, Bendix Brakes, put your foot down with confidence. Thank you, Rusty. Good on you guys. Take care. Triple Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legend. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candice Warner. Uh, Saturday Scrum coming up. Tony and the team will take you through the next three hours. There has been an executive decision made here. We could not, in good conscience offend every single woman, which is what Richard would have done with his grievance. That's not true. So There's so, a lot of women, women agree with me. I understand. I it, say, but let it know. go. So let's be All content right. with offending one woman with your list of grievances. And that woman would be Candace. <laughs> Hasbula. Uh, what is Hasbula? I mean, I've, I've seen him. <laughs> he's a nasty little thing, Candace. No, he's not. He's leave a nasty him alone. little thing. What, leave him alone. What does he do? Well, what is his role? His role is just to be himself and to make other people laugh by... By his, what? By him just doing things and his what? experiences. He came out to Australia recently and he met the Rabbitohs players and... So he, that's funny. He, he puts one on the chin of them. And, they and treat him he, like a five-year-old. No, He's 20. No, but they also give him a life that he wouldn't have been able to have. No, um, no, no. no. That that's that, I don't get it. No, I do not get it. Well, he's this got three point one million followers on Instagram. That is my grievance. What is wrong with three million people that they they find this fascinating? Well, it's he, not he fascinating. He also wants to have a UFC fight now, so now they're trying with who? to. Well, someone else like him. What do you mean, someone else like oh, him? Oh, that's a little gimme. That, what does that mean? Well, no. Conor McGregor tweeted, "I'd love to boot that little gimp Hasbula over a goalpost." <laughs> So Alexander Volkanov responded, you'll have to go through me. Ah, oh, now they're using it to promote he, themselves. Hey, they Conor McGregor Gosh. also said, I'm going to make it my mission to score a three-pointer with him one day. <laughs> He's the, two the, foot six. The word gimp, not often used, not used often enough in society. <laughs> That's it, Triple no, M. They can, my good one, people. Dead <laughs> legends. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We'll still have a job. That's the key, Richard. I don't think that was guaranteed if your real grievance here. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner.